everybody. Dave here with another episode of the podcast. Today, we've got a returning friend and guest and real estate entrepreneur extraordinaire, Adrian Pinozo. Adrian is zooming in from cottage country in Ontario because as we're recording this, it's summertime. And that's what real estate folks in Ontario do in the summer. They hang out in the cottages. So Adrian, good to see you again, my friend. Yeah, absolutely, Dave. Thanks for having me back on the show. It's amazing how time flies. It's been, what, two years since we spoke? Yeah, it's been two years, and we were chatting a little bit off camera, and it's amazing what you've done in the last two years. And for folks that didn't check out Adrian's episode before, make sure you do that. This will be a very good compare and contrast. Plus, Adrian is focusing on multifamily properties. And last time we talked, less than two years ago, he was hovering around 200 units in his portfolio, which is pretty darn impressive. And he's on target to have doubled that by the end of this year, bringing it up to 400 units. So that's what we're going to be talking about is how you have managed, because it took you about 10 years to get to that first stage and you weren't slacking. <laughs> in two years, you've almost doubled that, which is amazing. So Adrian, love to unwrap What's been going on over the last couple of years that has just allowed you to have this meteoric growth? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, Dave, we really, uh, you know, really can compliment ourselves on the success we've had in the last couple of years, all to do with really perfecting the Burr strategy, which I know you're, you're quite familiar with, the buy, renovate, refinance, rent, repeat strategy. It's really allowed us to capitalize the industry in the joint venture market and attract really uh, at a high level, a lot of different joint venture partners because of the uh, success we've had and the numbers we're putting forward on our bird projects. So it's essentially allowed our JV partners to rinse and repeat their capital and basically capital in, capital out. And they're like, wow, that was awesome, Adrian. It was painless. It was quick. It was easy. And they're let's, like, there's, okay. let's do some more. Yeah. Well, hey, well, let, let's back up just a second here, Adrian, if you don't mind. So take us back 10 years or so when you're first getting started in this. What did those burr type, were you doing burrs back then? And what did those burrs look like? Were they single family homes? What did your joint venture arrangements look like? And then fast forward to today, and let's take a look at what you're doing nowadays and how you've scaled it. Yeah, so obviously when we started, we didn't have the team of professionals that we have now. Mm -hmm. We've grown into, obviously, our companies and whatnot. When we started, you know, my first few properties were turnkey, to be quite honest with you. I didn't even know about the Burr, but then when we started to explore the Burr, we weren't as good as we are at it now and it's all about the numbers and two we didn't have our in-house construction company we didn't have in-house property management and everything that goes with that so i think you know basically we've progressed into what i like to say the costco effect Mm. where we have our group of companies under one roof who facilitate these incredible returns and help the success of our burrs so we've We've grown. So, were, were you way, way back in the day where you're just doing burrs on single family homes and these days you're duplexes? Yeah. yeah, more more duplexes, maybe a triplex here and there. Mm-hmm. You know, one of our 
biggest purchases towards the end of 2021, well, actually, we didn't take possession until 2022, I believe, was a 45-unit building, purpose-built apartment building, 45 units. Obviously, when you're, when you're perfecting the burr, you know, and bringing in 45, 50 doors at a time, you're scaling that portfolio really quickly. Oh, for sure. Well, okay. So let's take a look at that. So you, way back in the day, you're doing duplexes. Now you're doing quite large multifamily properties. That's, and, and you're doing this in Ontario, correct? Yeah. If, if I yeah. recall correctly, you're kind of around the Hamilton areas is your sweet spot, if, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So let's take a look at a burr on a 45 unit building you know, other people would call that perhaps, you know, increasing the, the NOI, increase, you know, bring it to higher, better use, that sort of thing. What does the burr on a building that size kind of look like for Adrian and his joint venture partners? It's funny, you know, even the concepts, the meat and potatoes of a burr, it's like riding a bike, you know, once you take the wheels off and you perfected riding your bike without the training wheels, it's just on a bigger scale. Are you riding a mountain bike? Are you riding a high speed racing bike? Whatever. But the concept is the same. Hold the handlebars, you know, work the pedals, keep it straight and don't fall, mm-hmm. so to speak. But yeah, so our systems and models we've built over the last couple of years, several years actually, have enabled us for that growth. So the concept's the same. It's just obviously on that 45 unit building, you got you know, these big multifamily buildings, they come fully tenanted. Yeah. So you've got to start and and you're, you're in a very unfriendly landlord province. So how are you yeah. able to turn those units around and, and increase the rents, increase the values with that many tenants in place? Yeah. So quite simply, cash for keys. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. We work those numbers in our budget, in our analysis we're putting those numbers in there, our carrying costs, our cash for keys costs, you know, all those projections are in our initial analysis when we're honing in on that building. And so we're accounting for those payouts of those tenants and whatnot. And then ultimately, I like renovating those units in apartment buildings because there's really nothing structural. It's all cosmetic you know, floors, paint, trim, bath. How old, how old was that building that you bought the 45? 70, 75. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the so units good, were solid, always, good, solid building, probably good size units as well. Absolutely. Needed some massive up, updating, I'm sure. Yeah. So the tenants move on their way. Usually we're in and out in 30 days per unit. Okay. Floors, paint, trim, kitchen, bath, lighting, but nothing structural, which is great. And we can save time there by just not having to get go through the whole permit process with the city because we're just doing cosmetic stuff. So our goal is in and out per 30 days per unit. And we are you doing one unit at a time or multiple units at a time? Multiple, multiple. So, so, so give or take on three, yeah. four units on the go. It's just quick, how quick can we get those tenants to accept that offer, mm-hmm. the legacy tenants, and then obviously move on. Now, just out of curiosity, because I've, I've coincidentally spoken with a few other investors in the Ontario market recently, same kind of situations. What are you kind of looking at for a cost for for doing the cash for keys in this kind of situation? What are you budgeting for, give or take? I know it's different for each tenant, but you know you got to have a ballpark in mind. 
Yeah, so good question. We're ranging anywhere, let's say, from three months rent compensation up to potentially, depending on the unit, the size, so on and so forth, maybe up to $5,000. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's a big chunk of change for sure. Now, you know, what about, you got to have a few folks there that just absolutely don't want to leave. How do you, how do you work around those folks? We're just persistent. (laughs) You know, uh, ultimately you can't force them to leave. You know, they have rights obviously under, under the landlord tenant board, but it's just baby steps and uh, negotiation and, you know, helping them potentially find a new place Mm. and helping them navigate that as they, most of them have been there a long time. So they haven't been out in the market looking and they really don't know. It must be a massive sticker shock for them when they see what current market rents are compared to what they're. Yeah, there's definitely more, definitely higher than what they're paying for sure. But, you know, our goal is to have them use those cash for keys dollars to compensate the difference in in rent. Yeah, definitely. No, that makes a lot of sense, Adrian. Wow, that's another fantastic idea. Hold on to that thought for a sec. We'll be right back. Now, are you a real estate investor who's run out of cash or credit to grow your portfolio? Are you looking to grow your portfolio using other people's money and raising capital? Well, I want to show you how to raise six figures or more in six weeks or less at my upcoming Investor Attraction Workshop. You can get your ticket and find out all about it at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. We're going to spend a full day taking a deep dive into this roadmap that I've used to raise millions for my deals, and I've helped other people just like you cumulatively raise hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars for their deals as well. So again, you can check that out at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. And as a loyal listener to the podcast, you'll get 50% off your ticket when you use the discount code PODCAST. That's right, discount code PODCAST at investorattractionworkshop.com. See you at the next workshop. Well, that that is very, very cool. So you're probably, you're looking at getting that whole place, that 45 unit building kind of turned around within a year, give or take, with your crews and with what's going on there. What do you anticipate, if you're able to share it, what were rents before? What are rents on average going to look like afterwards? What's kind of the difference, the uplift that you're going to have on that building? We're usually looking at some of these units, the rents are literally going to double. Wow. Yeah, um, I would imagine for sure. Yeah, I can see that. You know, some people have been there a number of years and they're paying, you know, potentially 800, 850 for a two bedroom apartment. Wow. And most two bedrooms now in that, that geographical area, you know, give or take, they're about, you know, on the low end, 18, on the high end, 1900. Holy smokes. So yeah, you're, we're almost doubling, if not doubling the rental income. That's our goal anyway. Yeah. Well, that is exciting stuff, Adrian, for sure. So if you don't mind sharing, how do you, how do you structure these? I mean, back when you were doing the duplexes and the triplexes, chances are you were probably structuring these as joint venture, joint ventures with investor partners one investor per deal type thing, one or two kind of thing. These bigger deals, are you working with much bigger joint venture partners or are you working with multiple people per deal? How's how's that looking like for you these days? Yeah, good question, Dave. Uh, both. Like, for example, this, this, this one we're talking about now, that was one very successful entrepreneur that came to the table on his own with 
all the capital required. Wow, that, that must have been a big chunk of change. So that was a, yeah, that was a big chunk of change, obviously. But we've also done, you know, other JVs on a bigger scale with two to three investors. Right. Um, JV partners as well. So we've done both. Ideally, the less partners on one deal is the better. better. The better for but everybody, right? No. So yeah, we, to answer your question, we've done both. Excellent. Single and, and doubling or tripling people up, depending on the size of the, the size of the deal. Exciting. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And, and I would imagine that you're starting to see that as you're growing your portfolio, as you're getting more success with this, you know, it, it sounds like you're probably able to get your investors most, if not all of their capital back out of the deal fairly quickly. So for example, you know, typically with a, a smaller burr, a single family home or a duplex or triplex, most of the investors I've spoken with, they're, they're looking to be in and out of that and refinanced ideally within six to eight months, maybe a year on the, on the long side. What are you looking at for these bigger burrs? What's the time frame typically for the refi? Yeah, so this 45-unit building that we were talking about there that we purchased and we're deploying the burr on, we're looking at a year and a half to maximum two years. Okay. We've already um, had some great success in some of those units already. We probably renovated half of the building. We're just shy, but we're just shy of half of the building already. So overall, you know, a bigger acquisition like that, anywhere from a year and a half to maximum two years is our goal. Very cool. Money in, money out, rinse and repeat. Yeah. Now, I don't know about how it works with you, Adrian, but I know for myself, when I was doing single family homes, typically a joint venture arrangement would be a 50-50 type of a deal. Investors bring the capital, we bring the deal, we bring the know-how, the management, all that stuff. We split profits 50-50. When I moved into multifamily, in order to make it, a, now, mind you, we weren't doing the burr, so it, it, there wasn't anywhere near the kind of lift that, that you're getting there. Have you, do you modify the split depending on the size of the deal, or do you kind of keep it a 50-50 all the way across? How do, how do you typically do that? Yeah, good question. 98% of the time, we keep it at 50-50, mm-hmm. but there has been occasions where we've done bigger deals that will we will modify the share structure, mm-hmm. given the amount of capital that's required, obviously. Yeah. And, and obviously, we just want to, we want to be fair both ways. We want to be fair to the JV partner, and likewise, we want to be treated fairly. So we, we try to create that win-win scenario between ourselves and them. So we're both really benefiting from that structure. So yeah. yes, we've done, but more often than not, it's 50-50. Obviously the bigger stuff is is negotiable. Yeah. If that's the right word. So you you mentioned early on in our conversation you're you're doing what you call the Costco model. Can you kind of unwrap that for us a little bit, explain what does that look like for you? You know, it sounds like way back in the day when you first got started. Well, first of all, when you first got started, were you, were you still working full-time? I know you used to be a police officer. So was this a, a part-time thing or did you jump in full-time right from the get-go? And it sounds like when you first got it started, obviously you had outside or you're self-managing, you're at outside management for your properties, outside contractors. Now, now it sounds like you've kind of brought it in-house. How does that look? Yeah, we did bring it all in-house a few years back now. So like I mentioned, we have 
the in-house construction and we have the in-house property management and whatnot. So, and yeah, I guess my word is the Costco effect of having these companies under one roof. And our, our mindset was, you know, we wanted to appeal to those joint venture partners, investors that, hey, you walk through the door and there's everything under one roof where you don't have to go to seven different grocery stores to do your, your shopping, mm-hmm. sort of speak. So that's what we're creating. It's been working really, really well, actually. And I think our JV partners appreciate the fact that everything is set up that way, making life easy for everybody. No, that makes a lot of sense. And now, are you guys at the, at the stage now where, in addition to your own work, you're, you're doing work for other people, management for the other people, construction for other people, or do you keep it all in-house and you're just, just doing your own thing for your own projects? No, we keep it all in-house. We didn't really want to set up trying to get all kinds of different business from other investors on other properties we're not involved with, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. For the most part, it's just really for peace of mind for for our investors to say, hey, I'm dealing directly, you know, to say, hey, I'm dealing directly with Adrian and his group of companies per se. And there's no, you know, going on to Gigi looking for fly by night kind of characters or anything like that. It's, yeah. it's us. It's our group of companies. And you have that security in mind and, and benefit for that. So how many, just out of curiosity, what is your, what does your crew look like these days? Cause it sounds like you got a lot of stuff on the go. Uh, yeah. So we have our construction team now is probably 10 to 12 strong nice. plus a number of subcontractors that we bring in for the right project or the right thing that needs to be done. If it's a, outside our scope of work mm-hmm. and we have, like I mentioned in-house property management. So obviously a leasing department to, to find great tenants, um, a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week maintenance on-call department. We have in-house bookkeeping, accounts payable, accounts receivable, and everything in between really to really just shape that model really well. So we um, other exciting news is we're expanding too. We bought a 6,000-square-foot commercial building nice. that we're putting our team in now as well, uh, two-story, 3,000 square feet. And we're going to house our team there, which is kind of exciting. We're looking at getting possession in the fall, I believe. So yeah, that's kind of happening in the background too. So that's super exciting. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a great couple of years to say the least. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, since we last, I was last on your podcast. So Adrian, for folks that want to connect with you, find out more about you and what you're up to. I know you've got a podcast. You've got all sorts of things on the go. Let us know where people can reach out to you and, and connect. Yeah, thanks, Dave. So easiest way is just shoot me an email if you're interested in getting involved with us or the Burr strategy or just have pick my brain. My email address is Adrian, A-D-R-I-A-N, at investwithepc.com. Perfect. And your podcast, what's it called? More to Life Real Estate Investing Podcast. And actually, my daughter came up with the name of the podcast. And I thought it was, as soon as she said it, I thought it was brilliant. Because really, Dave, as investors, what are we after? We're after a a lifestyle. We're after more to life. We're after more than the nine to five and all that stuff in between. So yeah, it kind of resonated with me. But More to Life Real Estate Investing Podcast.
Fantastic. Adrian, it's always a lot of fun. Keep rocking and rolling, my friend. Congratulations on your success. It's well-deserved. Cheers. Thanks, Dave. All right, everybody. Take care. We'll see you on the next episode. Well, hey there. Thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, InvestorAttractionBook.com. Take care.